Well, hello there, and welcome to the Kim Constable podcast. Nobody cares. Work harder, baby. What do I have for you this week? Something extremely special. So thank you so much for tuning in. All this week, I have been running a challenge, a free challenge called the Five Day Shredded Body Challenge. And in this challenge, I have been teaching how to create a personal, unique to you, four-week fat loss plan, because it is something that many women struggle with, which is knowing how to lose body fat, but not only how to lose it, but how to keep it off sustainably. You know me, I always say that losing the first 30 pounds is easy, keeping it off is the hard part. So I really wanted to tackle that in this free five-day challenge. Um, Today marks the first of these masterclasses in a series. We're going to be releasing one every day as a very special podcast episode, and I just know you're going to absolutely love it because it's all about bodybuilding and nutrition and achieving your goals and people are just absolutely loving the challenge. In fact, we have 24,000 people in the challenge currently and they are just lapping it up. So I know you're going to enjoy it too and I'm not going to talk much longer. I'm going to let you go and listen to the episode. But before I go, I just want to tell you that if you want to win a Sculpted Vegan program, don't forget to leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Send me a screen grab of the review on Instagram and every month we will do a draw for a winner of one of the Sculpted Vegan programs, including the 18-month Sculpt and Shred program, which is worth $1,500. And it could be yours for free as our podcast winner. So I'm going to let you listen to the episode and I'm not going to talk to you again at the end, but I will see you tomorrow for the next um, in the series. There's going to be one every day for the next five days. And I hope you enjoy these bonus episodes and I will speak to you soon. So over to me now in the recording. And by the way, the sound isn't going to be just as good because I'm not obviously using my podcast mic, but it is still obviously very clear, but you are going to hear that I'm not here talking intimately to you in my microphone in a very soft and gorgeous way. But that's okay because, you know, all the information is still good and you can still hear what I'm saying. Okay, going to stop waffling now and I will chat to you guys soon. Okay, see you tomorrow actually for another episode. Okay, bye. I'm going to start with complete and utter transparency. And I'm going to tell you that the reason I'm running this five-day challenge, or part of the reason, is as part of the reopening of the Sculpt and Shred program that we open twice a year. So there's a lot of the there's been a lot of talk about the Sculpt and Shred program within the group, and the Sculpt and Shred is our 18-month signature program. Yes, we have loads of different shred programs. We have you know the eight-week butt camp, and we have buns and guns, and the four-week shred, and the one-week shred, and the band shred. We have loads of different programs, shorter programs, but our signature program for anyone looking to achieve long-term results, not just eight-week results or four-week results, but anyone looking for a long-term sustainable program with an absolutely amazing community of women and coaches. Um, the eight, That's what the 18-month program is for. Now, The reason why we run this five-day challenge before we reopen the Sculpt and Shred um, is for a couple of reasons. The first one is it's really fun. (laughs) We have so much fun in this this group. And the second one is loads of you will be new to me and will be new to the Sculpted Vegan and new to bodybuilding in general and not really know what it is that we're about. And so before you would make an investment into the 18-month program, um, which is quite a substantial investment, you need to know who the hell am I? Do I know what I'm talking about? And is this the right community to support you and your goals? So the reason why we do this five-day challenge before I open the Sculpt and Shred again at the end is so that you can get to know, like, and trust me. So 
even the fact that I'm telling you now in within the first 10 minutes of the first live in the five day challenge that I'm going to try and sell you something at the end will hopefully show you that I have complete and utter transparency in everything I do. Now, the next question you may be asking yourself is, oh, well, now she's told us that the only reason why we're here is that she's going to try and sell us something. So why the hell should I show up every day? Well, yes, I am going to try and sell you something at the end, but you don't have to buy it to get value because I will pack the next five days absolutely full of value. Every single person watching this challenge is going to leave at the end of the five days with a personalized four week fat loss plan. Will it be easy? Well, no, because it's going to require you to do a little bit of work. But will I make it super, super simple? Absolutely. So even if you choose at the end of these five days, which many of you will, because there's over 20,000 people in this challenge. Okay. So even if you choose at the end of these five days to never purchase another thing from the Sculpted Vegan ever again, you are welcome in our community. You are welcome to avail of the free coaching. You are welcome to make friends here. And I will give you everything that you need to be successful. I promise you, the only thing you won't get is this kind of step-by-step hand-holding approach that we would give, say, in the 18-month program. But that's why it costs money and this doesn't. Whenever something is free, you sometimes have to do a wee bit of extra work yourself. But that's okay because you're tough and you're tougher than life is hard and you're able to figure shit out. And you've probably adulted your entire life, maybe raised a couple of kids and held down a husband and a job or a wife and a job. And, uh, and you know, you've gotten here and you're resourceful and you can figure shit out. So if you don't have any money or any time or any resources, just know you have every single thing within your reach that you need to achieve your goals. And there is no obligation or need to ever purchase anything from the Sculpted Vegan. I'm going to give you every single thing that you need because I love to give away all of my best information for free. So now that we have all of that out of the way, um, we're going to get started with today's masterclass. Um, I'm going to try and dive in each day directly into the information that you need from each masterclass so that if you cannot stay for the full 45 to 60 minutes or however long we run for that, you know, you'll still get the best information from it. Some masterclasses will be longer than others because some will require a little more of a dive deep into uh, the information. Um, and then some of them will be shorter each day at the end of the masterclass in your PDF, you are going to have a step that you need to take. Now, whenever we ran this challenge last year and the challenge this year is similar to the one we did last year, but but all the information will be taught slightly differently. So if, um, or last year, whenever we ran this challenge, we didn't expect to have as many people. We had like 12 or 14,000 people join it. We didn't expect to have quite as many as we did. And so what we were going to do was we had asked everybody at the end of each, um, at the end of each day to upload evidence of them having taken the step from that day to the website. And we didn't, we weren't looking at it, but we could just download a list of email addresses of everyone who had uploaded it but no one was ever looking at that whatever was uploaded. Um, but we were going to remove people who didn't upload their homework that day from the challenge. But then whenever we realized there was 14,000 people in it, we did not have the bandwidth to do that. So we decided that we would make it a personal accountability challenge. And that's what we're going to do this time as well. So here's the thing. There is no one on Facebook. There's no one in this group. There's not me nor the coaches. There's nobody 
looking over your shoulder and making sure that you are doing the work and doing what you say you're going to do or even doing what I'm teaching in this five day challenge. The only person you are accountable to is yourself. You're the only person you're accountable to. And I want to ask you before we even begin to consider what your inner word means to you. Because I actually have a whole podcast on this that I learned many years ago that if I can't believe my own inner word, if I cannot make a promise to myself and keep it, I have absolutely nothing. And it is the main reason why people in this world fail to be successful, because they simply cannot keep their word to themselves. And I invite you to practice keeping your word to yourself if for nothing other than the next five days. Because let me ask you, and write in the chat here, because I, I want to see your answers. How many times have you said to yourself, and be honest here, okay? And if you don't want to write it, it's fine. Just be honest inwardly. How many times have you said to yourself, right, that's it. Tomorrow morning, I am getting up and I am going for a walk, or I am going for a run, or I am going to the gym, or tomorrow I am starting my diet, or I, right, that's it, I, I commit to myself to lose this belly fat, I commit to myself to lose 20 pounds, I commit to myself to do X, Y, Z, couldn't even, might not even be a, a bodybuilding or a fat loss goal or a muscle building goal, could be a business goal. How many times have you said to yourself, I'm going to do this thing, and usually related to fitness though, and you wake up in the morning and maybe you even set your clothes out the night before. You set your clothes out, you set your shoes out, you prepped everything and you wake up in the morning and the alarm went off an hour earlier than it normally goes off because now you're going to get up and do some cardio, go for a run. And you're like, mm, and you wake up and you're going to feel a bit tired. You know what it's like? And you're like, oh, and you wake up and you try on in your body the feeling of getting out of bed and getting your shoes on and getting your clothes on and going for a run and the house is still dark and everyone's asleep and who wakes up with this ungodly hour anyway, right? You try that on, it doesn't feel so good. And then you try on staying in bed where it's warm and the pillow is so comfortable. And maybe your husband or your wife or one of your children or your dog snuggles a wee bit closer to you and they feel you stir, the alarm goes off and that makes it even harder to get up. And you lie there and you have this moment of, will I, won't I, will I, won't I, will I, won't I. And eventually you just decide not to, right? How many people here have done that? Yep, hundreds of times you're all saying, hundreds of times, me too, the comfiest spot in the bed, did that today. I love that someone is saying. So I, I but so here's the thing, right? And there have been times whenever we've made ourselves get up, and then there's times whenever we have lay on in bed. But you see, the thing is, if you have to get up, like would let, let me ask you a question. Let's say you're going on vacation, or let's say you're going on a work trip and you need to catch a flight. You need to be at the airport by say 5:30 a.m. That alarm goes off at 4 a.m. Are you considering whether or not you're gonna stay in bed? No, absolutely not. You wake up. Does it feel uncomfortable to get up? Yes. Who the hell wants to get up at 4 a.m.? But you know what you do? 
you get up at 4 a.m. Do you know why you get up at 4 a.m.? Because if you don't get up at 4 a.m., there will be a downside. There will be a consequence. You will miss your flight. You could even potentially get in trouble with your boss. You could lose your job or you might not get away on vacation that you've been looking forward to for ages. So there's a downside to not getting out of bed. So staying in bed feels worse than getting out of bed. Isn't that right? So you get out of bed because you try on what will happen if you stay in bed versus what will happen if you get out of bed and you get your lazy ass out of bed and you go to the airport and catch your flight. Yes. Whenever you learn to keep your inner word to yourself, that's what it feels like when you wake up in the morning. People ask me every single day, Kim, how are you so motivated every day? How do you motivate yourself to train? And I always say, I don't motivate myself to train. I never feel like training ever, never, never, never. Do I wake up in the morning and go, yes. It's time to train. We're doing legs. I'm so excited. Never, never. But I get out of bed and I get my coffee and I go for a walk and I eat my breakfast and I put my clothes on and I have a second coffee and I brush my teeth and I walk into my gym. I have a gym at home. I go to my gym and I just move the first the first weight. I just move the first bar. I just move the first rep and then you get into the rhythm up and you just do it. But I never, ever, ever feel motivated, ever. But what I am is disciplined. Because let me tell you, lying in bed or not doing the workout feels worse for me than doing the workout. Whenever I try on lying in bed and not doing the thing I promised myself I would do versus the opposite, <laughs> I was like, what is the opposite there? I lost this for a second. So lying in bed for me feels worse. And, and if I've said to myself, I'm getting up in the morning at 4 a.m. and I'm going for a run, I would never, ever, ever say that to myself unless I actually meant it. And that's the difference. I'm very careful what I commit to myself because if I say I'm getting up at 4 a.m. tomorrow, which I do frequently whenever I'm really busy in work, I get up at usually between 3.30 and 3.45 and I work. I work for about three hours from about, or three and a half hours from about um, say 4 a.m. to about 7.30 a.m. I work. And if I say to myself out loud or say to my husband or say to myself inwardly, I'm getting up at 4 a.m. tomorrow, I get up at 4 a.m. Like there's, I don't, I don't think about it. I don't question it. I don't have any kind of thought inside like, oh, well, I won't die. If I have decided that I have to get up at 4 a.m., I get up at 4 a.m. But that's because my inner word means so much to me that I simply cannot let myself off the hook because letting yourself off the hook is a slow death. It's a slow inward death, which means you will never, ever achieve what you set out to achieve. It means you will constantly fall off the wagon. You will constantly make bad food choices. You will constantly not go to the gym. You will constantly let yourself off the hook because that's what it is. Excuses, when you tell yourself that you can't do something or the bed is too warm or you just can't motivate yourself or all of those things, they are just excuses. Because when it's important to you, you will find a way and when it's not, you will find an excuse. And if you are the kind of person who consistently does what you say you're going to do, there will be times when you let yourself off the hook, but you'll know why. And you'll know that your inner word is so strong that you'll allow yourself to. Like recently, I was getting up at 4 a.m. there to work. And there was one morning I'd been up at consistently about 3.30 3 a.m. for about four days in a row. And I hadn't had a lot of sleep one of the nights. 
And I and as I was going to sleep, it wasn't I had insomnia. I couldn't get to sleep till about 1.30. And I knew that if I got up at 4.30 in three hours, it was going to impact the rest of my day negatively because I had a lot of work to do. And as I lay there at 1 a.m. thinking I can't sleep, I made the decision that I wasn't getting up at 4.30 a.m. And I mentally rejigged my day to accommodate the work that I needed to get done at 4.30 a.m. to do it later in the day. And and it was fine. It was great. And I, but I made that decision to not get up mindfully and I wasn't letting myself off the hook. I was, I was reorganizing my day based on my values. I knew that I needed to get some sleep. So whenever you have a really strong inner word, you can reorganize your, your day and know that you're not letting yourself off the hook, but you know, when you're letting yourself off the hook, that's the thing, right? We know when we're making excuses, we know when we just don't really want to do something. And we're, we're making excuses to ourselves and others. But let me tell you something. Other people know exactly what you're doing. They, they know you're making excuses because people who want to get shit done, get shit done. People who want to get fit, get fit. People who want to lose weight, lose weight. You know, it's not rocket science. What I'm going to teach you this week is a science that bodybuilders use but it's really not rocket science. And you could have probably learned it before now had you really wanted to, but I'm just gonna make it really easy for you. So I, the reason why I wanted to give you this wee pep talk before we even begin is because I don't want you to let yourself off the hook. It's gonna be very easy for you to let yourself off the hook. We have 1,143 people on live here, okay? Out of 20,000 people in the group. Now, I know that a lot of people are still sleeping in many parts of the world who couldn't make it or are gonna catch the replay. The replays are usually watched by about 10,000 people, but that's half of the amount of people that are in the group, okay? Half. So 20,000 people signed up for this challenge and 10,000 of them won't even bother watching one single video. They just kind of like the look of it, but they won't really make the effort to find it. And that's okay. But you, whether you're watching the live or watching the replay, you actually made the time to show up here today. And I know that you're probably now thinking, I wish this girl would just shut the fuck up and get to the point because I'm busy and I just want to know what she, what the step is for day one so I can do the goddamn step and move on. But if it were that easy and that simple, you would all be walking around shredded. Sometimes it's important to listen to what is being taught because it's not just about doing the step each day. It's about learning the whys and the whats and the wherefores that all come with what you have to do. But I want you to, because you've shown up here live today, or you're watching the replay because you've made this time for you. I want you to make a commitment to yourself that you're going to show up every day, that you're going to show up every day, whether you show up live, which I hope you will, or whether you watch the replay, I want you to show up every day. And I want you to make that commitment to yourself because I won't know if you show up every day. The team won't know if you show up every day. Nobody here will know if you show up every day, but you will know. And I guarantee you that if you show up every day, and you do the step that I am asking you to do, no matter how uncomfortable it is, you will be well on your way to achieving what it is that you want to achieve. The reason that you joined this group, and I want you to reconnect with it now for a second before we move on. I want you to remember inside, you can even post it if you want, you can even write it in the comments for more accountability. I want you to remember the reason why you signed up for this challenge. I want you to remember what it was you thought you could finally achieve. Because let me tell you, whatever it is that you want, I promise you, you can have it. You can have it. It's within your reach. It might not happen in five days. 
It might not even happen in four weeks. It might not even happen in four years, depending on what it is that you want. But I can promise you that with dedication and consistency over time, everything you want is within your reach. Everything. And I'm here to tell you that I'm going to help you get it. So today's step may seem a little boring. <laughs> you might be like, um, really, Kim? Is that all? Like, is that all we have to do? Is, that was kind of easy because I know you're all raring to go, right? And everyone's like, just give me it. I'm so I'm motivated. I don't want to harness this motivation. If she tells me that I have to run 10 kilometers and then do like a thousand burpees before tomorrow on 600 calories, I'm going to do it because I'm so motivated. But that is the worst way that you can ever start anything. Because if I gave you 10 kilometer run, a thousand burpees on 600 calories, you would die and you wouldn't show up tomorrow because it would be too hard and it's not sustainable. So we're kind of on easy and gently, okay? So today's step may seem very, you might be like, really, Kim? But let me tell you why it is so important, okay? Don't tell you why it's so important. So to tell you, or show you, or whatever, why it is so important, I am going to pull up some, um, I'm going to pull up some images. So let me just, I'm just opening them here, the images, so they are all open. Because it's really important. I'm a real, um, I'm not a visual learner, I'm actually a real auditory learner, but sometimes I think it's very important to see things visually to understand what I'm talking about. So, oh, no, not that one. That's my son's passport. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna share my screen with you. Actually, first, I'm just going to close all of my applications because I didn't do that. I'm gonna share my screen with you and I'm going to show you some images. So the first, thing that you're going to do today in your challenge is you are going to choose a body goal. Now, if you've done a challenge with me before, you may be like, oh, okay, we did this last time. There's no point in doing this. Kind of did it. If you are, if you did a challenge with me before and you rock that challenge and you're like, you, you're achieving your goals and you're, you know, you're 20 pounds lighter and you're looking shredded and jacked, then hundred percent, you don't need to do the steps of the challenge because you're already achieving your goals. But if you kind of fell off the wagon and you didn't achieve everything that you wanted to or thought you would, then it might be good to do the challenge again. So stick with me. So here's what we're going to do. So I am going to share my screen with you. Um, hmm, a window. Let me see if I can share a window. Oh, okay, here we go. So a few years ago, let me tell you why this is so important, right? So a few years ago, uh, let me see if I can go back here. So this is fitness model Emily Sky, okay? And a few, let me pull up this to be a bit bigger. Yeah, there. Um, a few years ago, in 2016, actually, I one day was sitting in my um, in my office. I was a yoga teacher at the time and I had been trying to set up and run an online business. 
do yoga talks. I was running these monthly workshops and they were doing really, really well. And I was trying to grow my online yoga business. And it was about 4.30 in the afternoon. It was Monday. My husband wasn't there. He was away on business. And my niece was looking after the kids who were all super young. So what's that? Five, year, five years ago, my youngest was only, what is he now? He's nine. So he was, uh, he was six. Five, five, four. <laughs> Sorry, I can't count. He was four at the time, right? So the kids were young. So she was helping to look after the kids. And I was sitting in my office and it was cold and it was January and it was rainy and it was dark. And it was just one of those shitty winter January after Christmas, you know, times when it was just ugh. And I had about 30 minutes to kill before Amy was due to go. And I just thought for, for some reason, I thought I'll have a scroll through Facebook. So I started scrolling through Facebook and this photo of Emily Skye came up in my Facebook feed, Facebook feed. And I was like, I was like, oh, for a second, I just like stopped. The, the image just caught me because I just thought she looked amazing. I was like, look at her abs, look at her glutes, look at her body, look at the, you know, everything about it just made me, it just screamed, um, it screamed, uh, not fitness, but like health and vitality and and the lighting on her skin. She just looked amazing, right? And I thought, oh my God, like she just looks wonderful. Who is this woman? So I started, I Googled, I saw her name was Emily Sky. So I Googled Emily Sky and I started finding other images of her, such as this one. And this was another one. And so these are just some of the images that um, these are just some of the images that came up. It wouldn't let me share more than one for some reason, and I don't know why. Um, these were just some of the images that came up of Emily Sky, and she just looked amazing. And I knew in that moment that I wanted a body like Emily Sky's. I, I did not look like this at all. I was a skinny, really skinny, white, hairy PhD yoga teacher who like it was January in Belfast. It was, there was no sunshine to be had. It was, it was awful. And I, but I, but here's the thing, right? I remember thinking, here's, this is the funny story, right? I remember thinking, I didn't think I had that bad a body. Okay. Cause I did about 14 hours yoga a week and I was, you know, I'd always prided myself on, you know, food never tastes as good as skinny feels. So I was never, I was overweight whenever I was in school. I was about a size 14, UK 14, which is actually, uh, I think it's an American eight, 18, is it? Yeah, 18. So I think I was about a size, an American size 18, which is a UK size 14, isn't that right? Or there, no, the other way around, eight, sorry, an eight. No, an eight's a 12, it's a 10. So a 10, I was an American size 10, okay, in school, which is pretty big for me. But I was, I over the years, whenever, especially when I became a yoga teacher, I began to starve myself and eat about 1,200 calories a day, and I had lost loads of body fat. And so, but I still had this, like, pocket of uh, fat. Now, it wasn't huge, but if you can imagine, I was skinny on my chest, skinny on my back, skinny on my legs, but I had, like, this, this you could grab it, right? This kind of in, inches, if you grabbed it, of belly fat, which no matter how few calories I ate, I couldn't get rid of. And whenever I saw this, I was like, I want to look like Emily Sky. So here's the funny part, right? I'm going to show you a photo. So I was like, I kind of think that maybe I, I really do look a bit like Emily Sky. This is just how deranged I was. Most people, 
Most people think they look worse than they do. I always suffered from, you know, the reverse of an inferiority complex. And I always felt that I was better than I did. And I was always kind of surprised when I saw myself in photos because I really did think that I had like a pretty good body for having had four kids. And I did, but it didn't look like Emily's guy. So I thought, well, I'm just going to see how far, uh, you know, how far away I am from my ideal body, which I decided was Emily's guy. I wanted to look like Emily's guy. And so I decided to, just to, to take some photos. So I went out into the kitchen and I thought, right, okay, well, I don't have a bikini. I thought, well, what's she wearing? Shorts and a bra top, right? I thought, well, I'll put on a similar kind of, you know, my skimpiest sports bra and my skimpiest Bikram yoga shorts. And I will, and I'll try and like pose in the kitchen, right? So I, <laughs> I thought I'll do a pose like this one, right? So I'll do a pose. Where are we now? Let me try and share another one. So I thought, okay, ready? Right. So this pose here, I thought, oh yeah, I'll do, yeah, I'll do a pose like this one. And so I said to my niece, Amy, I was like, I'm going to get a really good camera so that, you know, obviously the camera is taken, you know, so because no one had really good smartphones then. So I thought uh, so the, the photo's taken a really good angle. I'm going to go and get a camera. So I went and got a camera and I said to my niece, right, will you take photos of me? In, you know, and, I, and I'm going to try and like do this pose, you know, like this, you know, like, like Emily Sky in the kitchen. So my niece said, uh, okay, Auntie Kim, thinking this woman is a bit of a looper. Um, so, and then my daughter, Maya, she got excited and she decided that she was going to pose with me. Okay. So are you ready? Do you want to see the photo and how it turned out? Um, okay. Just bear with me one second. Here we go. Um, now you're all waiting. You're like, what is she going to show us? So this was my attempt at, um, an Emily Sky pose. I have to make it bigger just to completely humiliate myself so you can see it. So this was, Christina's eyes are widening. <laughs> she's like, oh dear, I can't believe she's doing this publicly. So this was this was my attempt at an Emily Sky pose. Uh, and as you can see, it really looked nothing like Emily Sky. Now I know many of you are probably looking at this going, here, tell you what, Kim, if I looked like that, I really wouldn't be like, you know, I wouldn't really wouldn't be upset because that's a lot skinnier than I am currently. And I totally get it. And that's not, I'm not like having you look at this photo and go, oh my God, I'm so overweight. Because clearly I'm not overweight. Okay. Clearly I'm very underweight. I get it. That's not the point. The point is that in order to truly get to where you want to go, you have to be 100% reality-based about where you are now. But you also have to have a vision of where you want to go. And you cannot have a vision of where you want to go without a visual representation of it. Let me see if I can pull up some other photos of you here. So then what I, I actually went back into my camera and my phone and through my photos into 2016. And I started pulling these photos out. And what I realized was that I had hundreds, if not thousands of photos like Emily Skies. Because once I realized that there were, let me share my entire screen. And then you guys can see what I see, actually. Um, entire screen share. Will it let me do that? Mm -hmm. Cancel. No, I don't think it will let me do that. Um, okay, so let me see what else I have here. Then I started seeing, I started saving loads and loads and loads of images of all of these different fitness models. And I started trying to copy them. So I 
started doing this and like sharing and saving photos of like uh, women's butts and thinking, oh my God, I want to have a butt like this. And then I was looking at others, uh, other photos such as this one. These are so, it's actually so annoying to have to pull all these up, I guess I apologize. And then I find this one of Camille Perriette. And I realized that after seeing this, this is actually what I wanted to look like because I wanted to step on stage. And so I have all of these images. I wish that I could show them to you, but for some reason it's not letting me share my whole screen with you so you can see all of them. But all of these images, I started pulling up all of these images and saving them in an album in my phone and looking at them daily. Now, why was this important? Because I, up until I found Emily Skye on my Instagram or on my Facebook feed that day, I didn't even know that people like Emily Sky existed. I didn't know that women, that you could look like that. I wasn't big into scrolling through fitness models on Instagram. I'd never, I mean, today I think, well, Instagram didn't exist then. It was only Facebook. But I think today we're all a little more kind of bombarded by images of, you know, fit women because fitness is a real, has really taken on a new lease of life in many, you know, in recent times. But you're like five years ago, it wasn't normal to see uh, an image of someone like Emily Sky. So I didn't even know that it existed. But once I did know that it existed and I knew that that's what I wanted to look like, I instantly started putting energy towards it. And that is what I want you to feel, which is why we're doing this step today, okay? So what you're gonna do for your, what you're gonna do for your first step today is, you're going to find a picture of a body goal, somebody you want to look like. And I don't care if you're 55 and your body goal is 15. I really don't care. It doesn't, it's not important that it, that the body goal is attainable. It's just important that you have something aspirational. That's, that's the most important thing here. It's something that you connect with on the inside where you go, yes, this would be worth doing. That's all I'm trying to help have you achieve today. Okay. I want you to see a photo that you connect with where you go, yes, this would be worth having. This would be worth working for. Let me tell you a quick story of where else this happened for me. I, I was listening to a, an excerpt the other day of, a, of a, a video on Instagram. I don't even know who it was, the actor, but he said that he, if you want to be successful in life and you want to make money, he says that you should um, fly first class just once. Fly first class. He said, pay the extra money to fly first class. He said, because once you have sat in those first class seats, it will be so hard for you to walk past them to economy the next time you fly. He said, it gives you, it, it puts it in on your radar, if you like. And I remember thinking, I'd watched it thinking, oh my God, this is so true. Because my husband, many of you have heard this story. My husband is from Australia. And every, I remember saying, I will never, ever go to Australia because it is far too far away. I always said that whenever I was younger, before I met my husband. Of course, then I married an Australian. So I was like, plan there goes out the window. So very quickly after we got married, we had a baby and Corey. And Corey was eight months when Ryan said, let's fly to Australia and meet my family. Because obviously I'd never met his family. And so we flew to Australia and I said, Ryan said, there's only one way to go. 
and you just go straight through. You don't stop. You don't, you know, stop off in Singapore or in Dubai. You just go all the way through. It's hell on earth. It's awful, but you just do it. And I was like, okay, I'm strong. I'm capable. I can do this with an eight month old baby. So we got on that flight and we went all the way through to Australia and it was probably one of the most horrible experiences of my life um, because we were sitting in the bassinet row which is the bulkhead the tvs broke on the way over um, so i had no tv to watch and i had brought, hadn't brought a book because i thought i was just going to watch movies whenever Corey was sleeping and um, i had a six foot three guy beside me and we constantly were fighting for arm space uh, we had to wait an hour and a half to pick up a connecting flight that was late from another airport so we sat on the plane of the 13 hour plane ride for an hour and a half before it took off, um, which meant that we missed our connecting flight on the way home, which meant we had to spend five hours in a tiny little holding room with an eight month old baby. Now, I, I know there are people fighting for their lives in the world and coming in from boats from Syria and refugees and people who have much more awful things happen to them than having to fly on a flight to Australia, but that is not my point. My point is, I said to Ryan, I will never, ever fly to Australia ever again. You will never see your family ever again. I am scarred for life. Did that happen? No. Uh, of course we went again. We went again whenever my next child was a few months old. The point of the story is every time we got on that flight, having known how much hell the first time going was, I was dreading the next time we went. And the annoying thing was that in the first flight from Dublin to Dubai, you have to walk through, well, you walk onto the plane and you turn left for first class and you turn right for economy class. Now, in the big, massive jets, which is the second flight, you don't see first class because it's up on the top floor. But you can imagine those people lying in their comfortable beds, right? Being served champagne while you sit downstairs in economy. So every year we get on that flight, I would look into the first class seats and they looked so big and so comfortable and so warm and inviting. And I imagined the people sleeping on them with a proper pillow and a blanket while I turned right with my first one child, then second child, then third child, then fourth child. And every year I would say to Ryan, can we, can we, can we not fly first class? Can we not fly just business class? Can we fly business next year? And he'd be like, Kim, we can't afford it. We just can't afford it. And I'd be like, oh, and I understood that we couldn't afford it, but I would have put it on a credit card. I didn't care, right? It would have been worth it for me for the comfort of the flight and especially the comfort of my kids too, because you know, you'll do anything to make your kids comfortable. So every year we would get on the flight and I would look into business class and I, and I decided after we'd gone four times with four children, I decided that I was going to start a business and I was going to start a fitness business because I had just started, um, well, I just started yoga talks at the time. And this was around the same time as the photo that I've just shown you was taken. Okay. And so I, um, the photo, that photo was taken around the time that I, I had just decided, well, I, had, I was running yoga talks, but I wasn't yet training as a fitness model. There's a point to my story. Stay with me. So in January that year, when that photo was taken, no, we hadn't just come back from Australia, it was the previous year. I had just decided after seeing the photos of Emily Skye that I was going to train as a fitness model. I decided that year that I wanted to look like Emily Skye. And I thought that maybe I had a shot at making a business out of this because there were no vegan athletes in the world doing what I wanted to do. There was no one with a scalable business model. And in the back of my mind, call me shallow. All I wanted to do 
all I wanted to do with my money, right? When I started Sculpt a Vegan was I wanted to be able to, to afford to fly first class to Australia. I also wanted to be able to fly my parents-in-law over from Australia. And because they flew and they were getting old and every time they came economy, they were half dead by the time they arrived and it killed me to watch them. And I just kept saying, because I had seen first class every time we boarded that flight, I knew I wanted to sit in there. And had I not seen first class, had I not experienced it, and I'd flown first class before whenever I was, you know, younger, you know, going to America and stuff. And it is true, once you've flown first class, it's very hard to go back. But I kept seeing it every time we went to Australia and every time we get on the flight. And the first year I started the business, I started, I started training as an as a as a bodybuilder. I said to Ryan, next year we will fly first class. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit down, shut up. And he ushered me onto my seat and I sat down. And I worked hard to build the business that year because I had seen first class. I worked really hard, but it wasn't enough. And the next year we went to Australia and we couldn't afford, I couldn't afford to fly as first class because it's a lot of money. It was like 30,000 pounds. Um, and that was to go business, not even first. First was 48,000 pounds business class, which is almost as good as first class was 30,000 pounds, $45,000. So we, next year I got, we boarded the flight we turned right into economy. And I said to Ryan, next year, we fly first class. And he was like, yeah, 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 sit down, shut up. Every year I fucking hear this, I'm sick of hearing it, sit down. And I was like, oh. And so the next year we get on to get the flight to go to Australia, which was in about 2017, I think. I said to Ryan, 2018, I said, next year, we fly first class. Because the business had been growing over the last couple of years, but it still wasn't enough to justify that amount of money. But I knew in my heart of hearts, I was like, next year we fly first class. And I sat down and I said to Ryan quietly, I said, next year we fly first class. And he went, I am so sick of hearing this. I really hope for your sake, Kim, we do. I was like, we will. And in 2019, we booked our flights to go to Australia and we flew first class. Now, and it was the sweetest journey I have ever made in my entire life. It, it was, I sucked up and reveled in every single moment of it, right? Not because it was like, oh, look at me, I'm flying first class. Like, I was like such a groupie. I was like a child. I was like bouncing in my seat. I was so excited. Not because I was flying first class, but because I had made a commitment to myself. And I got there. It took me four years to fly first class four years, but I never gave up on my dream. And the point that I'm making to you about this having a body goal is that if you don't have the dream, if you haven't seen it, if you can't feel it, if you can't connect with it in your soul, you're never ever going to achieve it. You have to find something that excites you, something that is worth the time and the effort involved to get there, something worth having. And it may be that you search for a body goal and you say, oh, you know what? I actually realized I didn't really want it that much. I, I kind of thought I wanted to be thin and fit and whatever, but you know, I'm just quite, I'm, I'm, I'm okay being fat and happy. Like I enjoy food too much to deprive myself. Right. And you may, after searching for this body goal, realize that you had willing to work for four years. <laughs> so they're like, no, Kim thought I wanted it. I'm happy to show up and soak in all the, the, the lives and chats, with the coaches and be part of the community, but I'm not really willing to do the work and that's okay. 
That's okay. If you come to that realization that it's just too damn hard and it's not worth it and you just enjoy food too much to ever deprive yourself, I salute you because that is personal accountability and personal honesty. And that's all that you need to be successful in whatever endeavor you choose. And this may not be for you. But if you are, you know what, Kim, I am ready to change. Then this is the first step. You have to find your first class. You have to find your first class. You have to find something worth doing, something that keeps you going. And let me tell you, on those dark nights when I was sitting up late alone and working, and those 4 a.m.s when I was working to build the Sculpted Vegan, in the times of stress, in the times when I thought I might lose my company, in the times when I risked money I didn't have to pay for ads that I hoped would work for challenges I'd never run before, I held on to my dream of first class. It was the thing that kept me going and it's the thing that'll keep you going too if you can connect and find a body goal that actually will make the journey worthwhile. So that's your first step. The second step is you need to take pictures of yourself. I showed you what is probably one of the most embarrassing photos I have ever found of myself because not only am I, it's not like I'm just standing there and someone's having snapped a picture of me. I'm actually trying to look like Emily Sky, and I have, I have made myself successfully look like a three-year-old dressed up in her mommy's clothes with like lipstick smeared over her face, like playing pretend dress up, okay? It is whenever, honestly, there used to be about 10 of those photos and I deleted them all. At the time I deleted them all because I was so embarrassed by them. I was like, oh, I got such a smack up the face. I got such a wake up call. I, because like I said, I suffered from, suffered from the reverse. I thought I looked better than I did. So whenever I saw that photo, I was like, Oh my God, I look horrific. Not that I looked, I didn't look horrific, but I, I just couldn't understand how Emily made herself look like that. How did, how did she make her butt look like that and her stomach look like that? And how did she, like, it just was all new to me. And, but it gave me a smack of reality up the face because I was able to go, this is what I want to look like. And this is what I look like now. And let me tell you, they are very far apart. Very, very, very far apart. But because I knew what I looked like now, and because I knew what I wanted to look like, it gave me a path to get there. And I just started taking photo after photo after photo after photo. I would encourage every single person here to go to my Instagram account. It's at the Sculpted Vegan, okay? Go to my Instagram account and it'll take you a minute or two, but scroll down to the bottom of the photos. Scroll down to the very bottom of the photos, which were taken in 2016 when I was a yoga teacher and look at the photos and look at them then compared to now. And you will see my first ever attempts to look like Emily Skye. Because I, because I knew what I, what I looked like and I knew what I wanted to look like, I, I just put myself to work. And the drive to get there was so strong, it motivated me to show up every day. It motivated me to go to the gym. It motivated me to count my macros and my calories and to figure shit out and to take my supplements and to be disciplined and consistent towards a goal because I knew I did not want to look like this anymore. But seeing what I looked like was the most important thing or the best thing I ever could have done because it gave me such a dose of reality that it made me work even harder to look here, to, to, to look like this. And I worked and worked and worked and worked and worked until now I am far more muscular than Emily Sky. I have outgrown all of my body goals. I don't even have a body goal anymore because I'm my body goal because I love what I look like. I love what I look like. 
And eventually you'll get to the point where you don't have a body goal either, but you need one in the beginning. So your challenge for today is to find a body goal and then you have to take a photo of yourself from the front. If you want extra brownie points, then you can take one from the side like this with your arms out and other side arms out and then you can take one from behind wearing preferably underwear or a bikini. I would encourage you to wear a bikini, not like your granny's old pants, because you may at some point show these photos in the future when you have gone through your transformation. You may be sitting here like me, showing people your most embarrassing starting photos and being so delighted that you actually took them. So many people who are overweight, especially very overweight people, never ever want to take photos of themselves in their underwear because they want to hide. They don't want to see what's really there. But if you don't get real and really see what's there and be willing to look at it in front of you, no matter how horrifying it may seem to you, you will never, ever change. You will never change. And I want you to look at those photos, whether you are enormously overweight, just a little bit overweight or not very overweight, I want you to look at those photos and I want you to try and look upon them with love. You know why? Because you didn't get the way you are now because you're a bad person. You got to where you are now, which isn't where you want to be because you wanted to be comfortable. You want to be comfortable. The reason why people eat is because it stimulates one of the pleasure centers of the brain. The three things that stimulate the pleasure centers of the brain are eating, learning, and sex. That's why we have 1,200 people on live here, and we've had 1,200 people on live the whole way through, because hopefully something I've taught you has been interesting. It's been interesting to learn. So eating, learning, and sex stimulate the pleasure centers of the brain, and eating feels good. And as human beings, we are wired to be comfort seekers. We are wired to feel good. And quite often when we're young, if we fall and hurt ourselves or we're emotional, our parents think they're doing a good thing by offering us food. And they say, come on, we'll go and get some ice cream. Ice cream will make you feel better. Well, that's a very, very bad thing to teach a young child, that ice cream will make them feel better. Think about that for a second. But our very well-intended parents teach us when we're kids that food makes us feel better. And it does because food feels good. But what will be better is if we taught our children to deeply feel their emotions, to allow them to pass and then go eat if they're actually hungry. But that isn't what happens. And so the reason why you aren't where you want to be isn't because you're a bad person, isn't because you should feel ashamed of yourself. It isn't because you you know, you're, you're, you've done something really horrific that you need to be punished for. It's just because you wanted to feel good. And so you ate and you didn't exercise because for you, exercising doesn't feel better than not exercising because that's something you have to build over time. But if you stick with me, I promise you, I'll get you there. I'll get you to the point if you stick with me that not exercising will feel worse than exercising because that's what happens whenever you exercise consistently. Even though it feels bad to go and do it, it's not really comfortable, not doing it feels worse. But that happens over time. It doesn't happen overnight. It won't happen over five days. It probably won't even happen over four weeks, but it will happen consistently over time. So consider this to be the first day of the rest of your fitness life. If you decide that it will be, you might fall off the wagon and it might not be. It might be another start that you make and that's okay. Nobody here is judging you. But as long as you commit to keep showing up for yourself and keep restarting over and restarting over and restarting over, one day something will click and you will get there. 
And I promise you that if you move through this challenge in these five days and do everything that I tell you to do, at the end of the five days, you are going to have a very clear understanding of where you are now versus where you want to be and a step-by-step -step roadmap to get there. That's what I'm going to give you over five days, but don't skip the steps. Don't stay. Don't be like, oh, it's, not even, it's easy. I'm not going to take a photo of myself. Like, it's a ridiculous first step. Like, what kind of a challenge, fitness challenge is this? Just trust me. Trust me. I've been where you are and I've gotten where you want to go. Not only have I built my body, I've built a multi million dollar company that's turned over more than $10 million since we started, in two, since I had this idea in 2016. And I did it all by raising my four children. So if I can do it, you can too. And I promise you, I do know what I'm talking about. So if you stick with me, I'm going to help you to formulate a plan. I'm going to help you get over whatever it is that you find it hard to get over. And we're going to support you along the way. But you have to do the first step. Okay. So I want you all to go now, as soon as it's uploaded into the group, I want you to go to the announcement section. I want you to download the PDF. If you have any issues downloading the PDF, simply just write an email to support at the sculptedvegan.com or go to the website, the sculptedvegan.com, go to the live chat on the website. Someone there will help you and we'll send you the PDF, but it is going to be here in the group. And we are also are going to email it to you as well. So check your email. And I want you to complete the first steps as we lay them out. Take your before photos, take, find your body goal pictures, and then I want you to put them side by side. We detail how to do this in the app. There's even, or in the, in the PDF, there's even examples there for you as well. So then you're going to put them side by side in an app called Layout so you can see where you were versus where you want to be. And you can look at that in a visual representation and connect with that. That's your first class photo, okay? That's what I'm going to call this now. I'm going to call this this um, module, I'm going to call this Masterclass First Class. For, because it is the first class, and it is actually first class. See what I did there? See? So smart. <laughs> Not really. Okay. So everybody understand? Yes? Was this good? A little long, probably. I didn't actually intend for it to go on for a full hour, but we did. Um, tomorrow, we are going to teach you step number two. Um, by the way, extra bonus points. For your own accountability, there's a link inside the PDF. You can simply click the link and upload the photo of yourself to our website. We will never use it. We will never share it. We will never look at it. After um, they've all been uploaded at the end of the week, we just delete everything from the website. So as an extra step of accountability, you can go click the link and upload it to the website so you know that it has been done. And no one is, by the way, going to ever steal your data. And like people only like, people, we've had people in the past be like, what if someone breaks into the website? People upload it and then they panic afterwards and go, I want my photos taken down because what if someone like, what if someone crashes your website or violates your website and, and steals my photo and posts it on the internet? We're like, I promise you that if somebody actually got through our firewall and got our passwords and get into the back end of our website, the last thing they're going to want is a photo of you and your underwear. Um, I don't think that's going to be high up the list of priorities. So I think you're probably safe. So if you're in any kind of panic about having a photo of yourself in your underwear on our website, don't upload it. Um, but I can promise you, no one's going to be interested in photos of you in your underwear. Just as a little FYI. Okay, guys, this was epic. Thank you so much for showing up today. I can't wait to see you all tomorrow um, at 4 p.m. And if you want an extra step just to be like, I'm in, both feet, hook, line, and sinker, you can even post your before and after pictures in the Facebook group. And the coaches and I can be like, <laughs> Lord, you, I'm 
celebrate you and you might even inspire others to be brave as well and do the same because we're all in this together it's a private it's a public group but it's a private group and everyone here is supporting you so download your pdf see you tomorrow at 4 p.m have a wonderful rest of the day wherever you are thank you so much for showing up live give yourself a round of applause that you showed up live and i'll catch you guys tomorrow in the second masterclass big kiss from me to you see you tomorrow Oh! <laughs>